once again, folks, welcome back to another edition of the CIAC cast. I am Joel Cookson, happy to be along with you once again for a summer edition of the CIAC cast. We promised uh, the last edition that we would try and keep posting things throughout the summer, and uh, we haven't been quite as true to our word as we hoped. We had some scheduling challenges, thought we had some interviews lined up that uh, weren't able to come through, but we're still back with uh, a little over a month since our last episode, so that's not too bad for my summer schedule. We'll see if we can stick to that moving forward and be back maybe at least uh, in two weeks with another episode here to keep folks involved and interested in high school sports as we go through the summer months here. We'll start looking ahead to that uh, fall season, which is coming up before you know it. So uh, as we deal with this summer heat, hopefully we'll give you a little bit more to listen to with a new episode of the CIAC cast. Maybe a little shorter. We've got two guests this week, and uh, I'm expecting not a super long conversation, so maybe we'll do some some quick-hitting kind of episodes throughout the summer. But as always, uh, if you're interested in uh, in folks that you think we should talk to, give us a shout on Twitter, at CIAC Sports, or uh, email the CIAC cast at uh, the email address, CIACcast at CIACcast.org, if you think there'd be a good guest for us to uh to track down and, and have a good conversation with. So our guest this week, we will be talking to Noah Finns from CT Sports Now on the Vantage uh, Sports Network on Frontier Cable. He's going to talk a little bit about the uh, some of the things he saw uh, over the past uh, school year and talking about the first awarding of the Vantage Cup uh, cool promotion and thing that they've been working on there uh, with his organization uh, that they announced uh, just a few, well, a couple weeks ago now. It's As I said, it's been a little while. And then a little bit of a melancholy uh, conversation. Uh, Carissa Niehoff, the executive director of CAS CIAC, the ex- executive director of the CIAC, uh, who will be moving on to a new position at the uh, the end of this month. Uh, she will be taking over as the executive director of the NFHS, uh, the national uh, federation uh, that sort of oversees all high school sports that all state associations uh, are members of. Uh, she's moving on to uh, take on a big job there, but we wanted to have one last conversation with her here on the CIC cast, talk a little bit about her experience as uh, executive director for the last seven plus years. Um, and so we wanted to touch base with her and get her kind of uh, parting thoughts a little bit on, on what she's seen, what she hopes to uh, accomplish going forward and, and get some perspective on, on the world of high school sports and the CIAC. So I th- uh, think that will be a good conversation with Dr. Niehoff. Chris is always a, uh, always an excellent uh, person to talk to and certainly someone we're going to miss very much here in our office. And I think, uh, folks around the state of Connecticut would agree with that. So that's who we've got coming up uh, on this episode of the CIC cast. Some good conversations, some good chats about high school sports and things going on in the state of Connecticut. Before we get to that, first of all, let's talk about, uh, well, you know what I did? I didn't even mention where you can find the podcast. Of course, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, um, the Google Play app as well. So check out the podcast there. It's, uh, it's a great way. We hope you will, uh, will, continue, will consider subscribing. Then you won't have to uh, worry about my uh, random posting schedule. You'll just get that bad boy downloaded uh, whenever we decide to uh, put up a new episode. So if you do uh, subscribe on iTunes, please like us and rate us and leave us a review there. That would be much appreciated. Uh, ways to follow the CIAC. You can check us out on Twitter at CIAC Sports. 
CIACsports.com is the website with lots of good information. We're going to be trying to keep uh, posting new things throughout the summer, new content for folks to check out there as well. Uh, I've got an Instagram account now, at CIACsports, trying to build that bad boy up a little bit as we uh, we uh, see things starting to heat up in the fall season. And Facebook.com slash CIACsports. So lots of good ways to uh, keep tabs on what's happening in the world of Connecticut high school sports. And while we're at it, let's quickly uh, run through things you might have missed on CIACsports.com. Talk about adding that new content. So we've got a number of things uh, there uh, over the past few weeks. Um, recent post, uh, we highlighted all of the rule changes. Speaking of the NFHS, all of the rule changes that will be in place for the 2018-19 high school sports seasons, uh, starting with the fall. They're all in one place there, so you can check out those releases from the NFHS. Fun a little thing that we're doing. Uh, we started this last year, and it's really kind of a fun project to put together and to see uh, what fan bases really get motivated and uh, and what the fans think. So we've uh, launched an online poll for uh, for fans to choose their favorite championship moment uh, from the past school year. We've got 20 contenders. The NFHS Network, of course, provided live streaming coverage of, I believe, 52 championship events this past year. We picked one from each, uh, each sport that was covered. So we've got one baseball moment, one softball moment, one boys basketball, girls basketball, etc. 20 moments in total, uh, and fans can vote. You can vote uh, at the link at the uh, the story is on CICsports.com. We've got all the all the moments and all the clips in one place. You can vote for your favorite there. You can also search for hashtag CICmomentsvote on Twitter or Instagram, and you'll be able to find all of the contenders there as well. Likes and retweets will count as votes. So at the end of uh, end of the week, we're going to uh, close voting at noon on Friday. We're going to uh, tally them all up, and then starting next week, we'll count down the top five, uh, culminating with the winner uh, a week from Friday, and we'll have a little story about each of the moments uh, as we pro- post those. So check out that story. Really a lot of fun to put all that together, and uh, there are some tough choices. I'll tell you, whittling down to one per sport, uh, some unbelievable plays. Sometimes, you know, we went with a particularly spectacular play. Maybe it was a key moment in the game. Maybe it was that game-winning moment. Uh, we got a few of those in there. So uh, uh, maybe a record-breaking performance if it's something like track and field or swimming. Uh, all kinds of differences, and I think that makes it fun as well. So check them all out. We've got a, a whole bunch of stuff there uh, in that uh, that competition. Hope you'll take the time to go in and vote. Uh, we had about 1,300 votes last year when we did this. I think we can move way past that this year. So looking forward to see uh, fans weigh in there. Uh, also, another story uh, that got a lot of uh, publicity we're very happy about. Uh, Waterford graduate Marissa Walker uh, received the National Federation, uh, again speaking about the NFHS, their Spirit of Sport Award, their national award at our summer meeting, uh, which took place a few weeks ago. There was a wonderful ceremony at the summer meeting in Chicago. Uh, and the uh, the full post and, and press release about that, along with lots of great features that were written about Marissa and the uh, the tribute video that was played as part of the celebration can all be found on CICsports.com. As always, we've got a few editions uh, ep- of Linked Up uh, with lots of great feature stories. Should have another one posted a um, little later this week. Uh, the fall sports divisions and fall sports schedules are all available on CICsports.com. You want to start looking ahead and figuring out uh, how things are going to shake out, where you're going to be traveling, where you're going to be going during the fall sports season. That is all available on CICsports.com. 
And uh, I mentioned uh, our upcoming interview with Carissa. There's a story there about uh, Glenn Lungarini, who is our new uh, executive director. Glenn will be joining us officially uh, at the beginning of August, so we'll get a few weeks uh, where he can get his feet wet, and maybe we'll bring him onto the CIC cast. But until then, you can check out a little bit about uh, his background and why, why we believe he'll be a, a wonderful selection to lead our organization going forward. So all kinds of things you might have missed there on CIACsports.com. As I mentioned, we will be trying to uh, to continue to post uh, new stories, new updates, new features throughout the summer. Keep folks uh, plugged into the world of high school sports going forward as we look forward to the uh, the fall season getting underway in just a few weeks. Hard to believe the summer moves so fast, but uh, we'll be there before anybody knows it. So before we move on now to our discussions with Noah Finns and Carissa Niehoff, I just want to send along a reminder, of course, from our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. They remind us that drunk driving continues to take a terrible toll on the nation, claiming almost 10,000 lives each year. In 2011 alone, there were 9,878 fatalities on America's highways in which drunk drivers or motorcycle riders were involved. That works out to about an average of one fatality every 53 minutes. Athletes, fans, and families, please always designate a sober driver to stay safe on the road. So a very important message that we uh, hope you will take seriously from our friends at the Connecticut Department of Transportation. And speaking of friends, was very excited to be able to reach out uh, and talk to uh, Noah Finns from CT Sports Now and Vantage Sports. Does a wonderful job covering the world of high school sports and, and, and sports in Connecticut uh, in particular, so wanted to get on the phone with him, talk a little bit about the Vantage Cup, some of the exciting things they're doing uh, this past year, and uh, and just have a nice chat with Noah. So I uh, hope you'll enjoy this conversation. Excited to be joined now by Noah Finns from uh, Vantage Sports and CT Sports now, doing an unbelievable job of covering the world of uh, Connecticut sports, and uh, uh, particularly to our interests here, uh, Connecticut high school sports. Noah, thanks for being with us. Hey, thanks for having me, Joel. It's great. Uh, wanted to get on the phone with Noah and talk a little bit of uh, about some of the great things that uh, that fans were able to see on CT Sports now uh, over the past school year. They just wrapped up uh, school year number two, if we're looking at things from the high school sports perspective. So I know one of the things that uh, that you started in year two and uh, and just concluded was the uh, the first ever awarding of the Vantage Cup. So why don't we start off by just talking about uh, what that process is, and for folks that don't know what uh, what the Vantage Cup is all about. So, you know, it's, it's similar to, I think they used to call it the Sears Cup, and then maybe they changed its name to um, something else, colleges. And so you're just looking at overall success of all of the college sports, not mm-hmm. just the college you know, football teams or basketball teams. So we came up with a point system, and it was based purely on uh, participation in the CIAC tournaments, but in every single CIAC sanctioned sport. Right. So points were awarded for making the tournament and then for every game won in the tournament um, with it going up uh, incrementally as you win. So a a state championship in, let's say, soccer could be worth 180 points, or I think it came out to 183 points. Mm -hmm. And you would have the same ability to gather those points in each class. So it wasn't... Small schools were able to gather the same amount of points as the bigger schools for the class LOL. And even in some sports, right, you had double M in some sports and some of the track and field. So we just went through and did a ton of math and and came up with (laughs) points for every single school that ever participated in CIAC. And um, we, 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 we started it. 
late, uh, you know, I should say kind of toward the end of winter, adding up all of the fall sports, right. then the same spring, adding, and then at the very end, Greenwich High School, uh, Greenwich High School won actually, you know, added from, from wire to wire. Yeah. Um, Greenwich High School won, and I'm trying to remember who was number two. I think it was, uh, I think Staples snuck in at the last minute because Staples had a big, um, a big spring sports season, mm-hmm. and then Daniel Hand was 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 in third. Yeah. It was it was really you know the love of uh, a stats nerd, which <laughs> is uh, to some extent what we are. So just you know compiling all those points. Yeah, I imagine there must be a, a massive spreadsheet somewhere that is uh, is keeping track of all of these things, and uh, I can picture it in my head doing similar kind of things uh, occasionally. Did anything sort of, uh, obviously, you know, you sort of conceived of this idea, and then, um, you know, to see it launch and, and go through the first year with, with Greenwich uh, claiming that first championship, which uh, they had a, a wonderful season all around, as, uh, as yeah. they tend to do. Did anything kind of surprise you, um, you know, either whether, you know, how teams... Uh, scoring or where's you know schools get the bulk of their scoring or just kind of as you went through the enterprise uh for the first time were there any sort of surprises uh from your perspective maybe things uh you know that didn't play out the way you kind of expected them to well you know i guess it would have been the 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 fact that schools like notre dame west haven Mm -hmm. and and even fairfield prep um that they were uh, you know they weren't uh, among the top 10 but they were competitive considering they weren't gathering any points from girl sports sure so um so in that respect you know the schools that were just you know an all boys school or an all girl school that they actually kind of uh you know were 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 there otherwise not really it was more you know because i had never thought about it before that so it was more of just looking at it and, and um learning as they went so i couldn't i wouldn't say i was surprised by anything but it was it was pretty cool to see and i was you know, I, I I always root for the smaller schools just because maybe uh, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I uh, you know, you, you think of you know the bigger schools dominating, but there were there were some. You know, Ram was very um, uh, Ram was 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 solid, and, and it, after the I think after the fall sports, Adam Killingworth was among the top ten. Mm-hmm. They may have been like in top you know, six or something like that. Yeah. So it was nice to see schools from all around the state, you know, right there. Yeah, no, I think that's, as you say, you know, we, we and it, uh, I think uh, we, we certainly try to, to make an effort to, to recognize all of the champions in all of our tournaments, but there are certainly sports that always uh, are going to garner a little more attention than others, but uh, a championship is a championship. So it's nice to see, you know, with, as you say, with your scoring system, it's all, uh, you know, whatever sport you're earning those points and earning those championships in, they're, uh, they're going to count towards your total. So you can, uh, can get some some of those smaller schools maybe that aren't competing for the the basketball or the football championships still uh, still earning a lot of points and putting themselves in the mix for something like that. And it was interesting to see how some schools, for instance, Danbury High School, um, picked up so many uh, points through track and field, indoor and outdoor, mm-hmm. and then with their cross country teams. Running is obviously big. You kind of you know say, oh wow, this is this is a big running school, Danbury. You yep. know and. and, and um, so yeah, it was cool. It was fun. It was fun, and then we had some student interns uh, from uh, high school student interns. One from uh, Amity High School, one from Greenwich High School, and one from uh, Weston High School. And, and 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 I stick them on it a little bit too, so they were helping out and stuff. And they had a blast with it. They had a really good time with it. 
yeah. So I, uh, I I suggest to everyone, commend to everyone, go check out the uh, the the sort of final point standings for uh, for all three seasons. I believe are available on YouTube. If you search there, you can find them. And uh, so a fun endeavor and, and something we're gonna certainly keep tabs on uh, as as we go forward for uh, for the uh, the future. As I assume this will be uh, something that will continue uh, going forward. So um, absolutely, yeah. No, I hope people I hope people can get excited by it. Actually actually think hey maybe we'll be uh, in the running for the vantage cup yeah no we'll uh, certainly give some uh, give teams something to strive for it as you say because it can be kind of a an all-encompassing encompassing uh, athletic department uh, kind of uh, recognition so uh, you go through uh, now year two here, and uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, CT Sports Now is a, a nightly uh, live um, highlight show covering all uh, Connecticut sports, um, but with uh, certainly a, a great emphasis on high school sports. Um, I'm curious, as now you've gone through uh, year two, if there were any uh, particular stories or games or anything that, uh, that stood out from you from this past year uh, of, uh, of exhaustively covering the world of Connecticut sports. I would say the one game that stood out was the uh, the state championship football game, uh, the double L game between Darien and Greenwich. And mm-hmm. the reason it stood out was simply the weather. Yeah. Because it was, you know, we see so many games being postponed due to weather. Mm-hmm. And this one was played, which, which, which took us by surprise. But the weather was severe. I mean, it was a driving snowstorm the whole time. And Dave Schultz... The uh, FCAC commissioner is out every couple of minutes with a, uh, you know, a, a blower <laughs> blowing the line so you could even see where the field started and ended because yeah. the snow was coming down so heavy and there was wind and it was cold. But the stands were full on both sides. You know, there, there were, it was just great support. It was, it was a very good game. Mm-hmm. And as cold as we were running up and down the sidelines with our cameras, I think everyone really enjoyed it. I've, I've spoken to some of the other, uh, you know, reporters, and, and as nasty as the conditions were, I don't think we wanted to be anywhere else. So that game stood out. There was a soccer game between Naugatuck and Watertown, and I think it was for the uh, NVL championship. And it was just a tremendous soccer game, a boys' soccer game. It was such a great soccer game. And um, the, the scoring all happened late, and so... Mm-hmm. The Naugatuck player scores, and he runs, just runs, and that's a big field because they were playing at Seymour High School, and he runs all the way up into the stands, and he was hugging his friends there. So that one stood out as well. That was a, a tremendous game. And then there were a couple basketball games, you know, decided with uh, there was New London. I'm trying to remember even who New London beat, but it was decided on a half court shot at mm-hmm. the buzzer. Um, so, so those, but that that that. That football game really stands out simply because of the uh, the weather. Yeah, no, you get a setting like that. Obviously, two uh, you know uh, two uh, two teams very familiar with each other as conference rivals, and uh, and then as you say, the uh, the weather uh, uh, a game that maybe doesn't get played if it wasn't two teams that were right down the road from each other. But uh, in that right. case, the uh, the the circumstances allowed us to get that one in. Certainly created uh, quite a setting. Anything? Uh, uh, obviously, hopefully, you guys are uh, taking a little bit of a breather here for the uh, the summer and uh, not quite with the frantic pace that we're uh, we've become accustomed to uh, to seeing from you all during the the school year but I'm curious anything um, new and exciting on tap uh, that fans can look forward to for the coming year uh, you know yes and and it will be announced soon um, so we're, we're working on some cool things that will um, enhance our exposure and, and make it easier for everyone to see what we're doing and to see what they're doing mm-hmm. that's what we're doing is what they're doing 
Um, and so I hope to be able to announce that soon. Great. Um, but otherwise, it really is all about just getting out and covering as many games as we can every, you know, every night. So, so as you mentioned, Joel, we're we're on. Um, you know, we 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 put the show on hiatus for for July and August, mm-hmm. simply because. You know there aren't any high school games going on or college games, so we're 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 focusing on some other things right now. We're doing some um, tips. You know, Notre Dame uh, softball coach Jeff Davino was re- recently with our Mark Robbins doing a bunch of softball tips. So we're gonna be posting those soon, and fitness tips, and soccer drills, and and, and such, even even additional stuff that we'll be doing this summer. But then we'll 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 fire that show back up come. Um, you know, come the beginning of the fall sports and getting out there. And we really like to say it's not about who's winning, it's who's playing. Mm-hmm. And we'll be covering field hockey as much as we'll be covering soccer, football, or anything else. So, um, you know, I'm already looking forward to the fall. Yeah, no question about it. You guys, uh, you know, it's it's wonderful to see, as you say, you know, the, the field hockey's and, you know, not going to see a lot of coverage of things like swimming or, you know, tennis, whatever it might be. But uh, you guys do a wonderful job. So it's uh, and we'll look forward to uh, to hearing what you're going to be announcing soon. Uh, it's uh, Vantage Sports on, on Frontier Cable and, and CT Sports now. And we're hoping to have uh, we, we talked in the spring and didn't quite make it happen, but hoping to get some. Um, some CIC representatives on there every now and then as well to, to chat with you folks and, and answer questions about we things that uh, high school sports fans may be wondering about what the heck we're doing here in Cheshire. So uh, lots of good things to uh, to check out. And Noah, the Vantage Cup was great. Uh, you guys did a wonderful job throughout the school year uh, with just so much coverage of high school sports. We really appreciate it and appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with me about it. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me, and thanks for all the nice words, and uh, we'll, we'll look forward to getting right back at it. Great to get on the phone with Noah and hear from him. They, As I said, really just a, a wonderful job, and it's a great luxury, uh, I, I think, for high school fans in Connecticut to uh, to have some folks who are really just dedicated to covering the high school landscape uh, to that degree. You know, you're not going to see a lot of places. Obviously, all of our media, and I think Connecticut is very lucky in this regard. I think we've talked about this on the CIC cast before. But uh, Connecticut is lucky in the amount of coverage that high school sports gets from our media outlets. But you really don't see a lot of uh, a lot of entities that can dedicate the kind of time or have dedicated the kind of time that uh, the folks at uh, at Vantage Sports and uh, CT Sports now. So a nightly show with highlights from games all over the state, all kinds of sports, all kinds of different stuff. That's uh, it's great to see. So hope you'll check that out. Uh, the good folks uh, and the good work that they're doing there. Now, as I said, uh, Dr. Carissa Niehoff, our executive director, she's been a, a pleasure to work for, and uh, she's always a pleasure to talk to. So hope you'll enjoy this conversation with our outgoing uh, CAS CIC executive director. Uh, so we're very happy and uh, a little sad to be maybe doing our final podcast interview with one of our uh, our frequent guests, our executive director of, uh, of CAS CIC, Carissa Niehoff. Uh, Carissa, thanks as always for chatting with me. Oh, thank you, Joel. It is bittersweet to be having this kind of conversation. Yes, we're uh, for those. Uh, hopefully, everyone is familiar at this point. But uh, Carissa will be moving on to the uh, the National Federation as their new executive director, uh, beginning August first. So she will be uh, making the trip from Connecticut to Indianapolis, and we wanted to to take this opportunity to do kind of a, a little exit interview, if you will, and uh, sort of get her perspective on on the world of uh, of Connecticut high school sports a little bit as she's uh, starting to to see it in her rearview mirror now. So we'll. Uh, Kind of ask her a few things and, and get her perspective, which we always love uh, hearing. So uh, you, you started in this position uh, after a career as a coach and an athletic director and a principal in, 
in 2011. And I'm wondering, um, in sev roughly seven years on the job, what's been the most surprising thing for you, uh, either from what you expected coming in or, or sort of as you've gone through it? What has kind of surprised you the most about uh, about this position and, and the, the issues and challenges that you've dealt with uh, in this role? I think the, the biggest surprise and, and really a learning curve for me was the sheer breadth of influence and the scope of the work that CAS CIAC is involved in from academics through athletics through student activities. Um, focusing in on athletics though I think um, I don't know if it's, it was a big surprise as much as it was you know something that we just had to really deal with and bring out into the open and that was sort of a misunderstanding about how things get done in the world of high school athletics. Um, you know, I think people didn't really understand that it's really a member-driven process in terms of how bylaws, rules, and regulations are developed, how they're changed, even if, if they need to be changed. And people don't realize the real input that we seek when we go about considering such things. Um, what do you, uh, you feel like you're most proud of? From, from seven years of, of working with this organization and working with uh, our member schools and, and our great boards and, and volunteers that, uh, that, that spend a lot of time in this building and, and trying to kind of guide the, uh, the world of high school sports and education? Well, I, I think I'm most proud of the strength and relationships that we've developed with other organizations. Um, on the academic side, our partnership with CAPS, the superintendents group, and CABE, boards of ed, partnerships with legislators, uh, with the governor's office, State Department of Education, surely. On the athletic side, I think our working relationship with CAD and with the Coaches Association. Um, our three groups have developed stronger communications um, through our committee work, through legislative and policy work, uh, through innovation. Um, coaching education, for example, being probably our best known sort of collaborative effort. So I'm, I'm very proud that our organizations partner well together. Yeah, it certainly is a, is, is a necessary uh, necessary thing to, to for everybody, to all the groups to kind of function best and, and hopefully support high school athletics uh, in the best way possible. Um, I was thinking that seven years, both sort of, I'm sure from your perspective, could feel like a long time, but also, you know, a short time, kind of depending on your, your perspective. But I, in the world of... Uh, of sports and in culture now with how quickly things change. I guess seven years maybe feels like a long time. I'm wondering, you know, what, what are the most significant changes that, that you think you've seen uh, either with the CIAC or just sort of in the, the landscape of high school sports uh, from when you came on to, to where we are now? Well, that's a great question. And I think uh, the changes that I'll share with you are changes that we're still in the midst of and we're in process of. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's been a huge emphasis on health and safety issues, risk minimization. So um, obviously the, the work we've done with concussion legislation and education and awareness, mm -hmm. cardiac arrest, heat acclimatization, um, all of those issues that affect the student athlete's well-being. Um, we're looking at sports specialization. We're looking at injury prevention. Um, all of those health and safety issues um, that we're considering I think on the emerging landscape, we really need to pay attention to emergency action plans mm -hmm. in after-school sports and activities. Um, we're, we're doing really well with during the school day, right. if you will. Um, but once that school bell rings at the end of the day and the 
proverbial rock goes in the door of the gymnasium, we, we're not so sure about um, our readiness in terms of a health and safety perspective. Uh, we're certainly look, looking at issues with transgender student athletes and gender fluid student athletes and their participation. Mm -hmm. At the high school level, as opposed to at the NCAA level, we're talking about different populations of kids. Yep. So that's an issue that we're in the midst of very good conversation about. Um, we're looking at all sorts of issues with academic eligibility, transfer rules. We've got a student population that's becoming more transient, more students coming in on visas, especially the F1 visa. We're looking at um, the student population in Connecticut sitting at a 48% minority population and kids coming in from other, uh, other countries, other states to live here in Connecticut. And, you know, determining eligibility issues and the best educational program issues for them. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of things are happening out there that are national issues that we're certainly experiencing here in Connecticut. Yeah, obviously. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, the health and safety, and I know that that's, uh, you know, whether it's concussions or, or heat acclimatization. Um, were that, was that an area that you, when you began this position, you know, obviously it has become such a prominent, uh, you know, such a prominent topic. Um, was, was that something that, that really sort of came out of nowhere to some extent when you took this position? Did you have any, I guess, um, did you have a sense that this is go was going to be such a, such a major focus of, of what this organization does and what your role would be when you come in, came in, or has that been, you know, sort of, uh, something that sort of emerged it, it really quickly, I guess, in those seven years? Yeah, that's a great question, because when I came in, in 2010, we already had concussion legislation on the books. Mm -hmm. uh, we already had a concussion education course for coaches. So we thought we were in a great position, CIAC. We were out in front, and, mm -hmm. and we had our sort of our, our arms around this thing. Um, I don't think any of us had any idea that it would escalate so quickly as a result, really, of national prominence. Yeah. When we had NFL conversation and NFL situations, we had collegiate energy there, and then we had our own parent influence here in Connecticut mm -hmm. um, and legislators taking a greater interest. So it sort of accelerated, and really the, the breadth of the conversation and public visibility of the issue exploded. Yeah. Um, fortunately, I think our associations remained in the forefront. Um, the concussion education that we require now to take place in schools with student athletes, parents, coaches, and others at all levels, I think, leads the nation. Um, and we've seen our concussion numbers drop, mm -hmm. I think, as a result of the great work of coaches and schools. But it did, I think, take on a, a sort of a prominent role in a way we did not expect. Yeah. Yeah, no, it feels like that. There's, certainly, there was uh, have been stretches where it has felt as though that's uh, has been, I'm sure, the only thing we're working on at times uh, in in the office here. I'm I'm curious. Before we uh, started our official conversation, you were talking about uh, um, holding a workshop and, and education for super in, for incoming superintendents. So this question is sort of uh, in that regard. But I'm wondering, you know, in in the very you've had. In the variety of roles you've had, whether coach, athletic director, principal, and now with the with the CIAC and, and CAS, as you sort of look at all of that and, and talk about those challenges that we're sort of in the midst of still facing and, and kind of come up with solutions for and, and good protocols for, I'm curious if you had sort of 
advice for school leaders in Connecticut and obviously in your future role and beyond, um, you know, what would that sort of advice be to those folks as they sort of try to, to manage and, and, to, and to provide the best, uh, you know, athletic experience that they can for their student athletes uh, at their schools? Well, I think the advice I would offer school and district leaders um, is, is that you've got to stay informed about what's happening within your school and district, but also within the state landscape with the CIAC. Mm-hmm. Um, athletics, as we know, can be wonderful for a school and district and, and bring a lot of positive energy and really serve as a catalyst for a community. Um, or overnight, they can, they can present the most volatile issue that lands on a superintendent's desk um, in sort of a blindsided kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, we are experiencing across the state a real concern at the school level and at the district level about parent fan behavior. Um, it's, it's beyond sportsmanship issues, really. It's about their level of intervention mm-hmm. and level of attempted influence in negative ways. The great majority of our folks are positive, supportive. They're great fans. Um, they behave beautifully. They support all kids from both teams, if you will. Um, but we do have a, a small population everywhere you go of people that behave inappropriately, vocally, um, the, the negative treatment of coaches, of officials, it's presenting a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think it really behooves school district leaders to um, even work together, together to develop policy that, and a very explicit, demonstrated uh, collaboration and agreement mm-hmm. about expectations, about how misbehaviors are going to be handled, and about consequences, and to be very clear and consistent about what those things are. So to stay informed and involved is probably my biggest piece of advice, to really support your athletic director, to provide those programs with the resources that they need, Mm -hmm. both from a human resource perspective, like trainers, through the tangible resources, AEDs, mm-hmm. uh, proper equipment, the budget to maintain that equipment, right. maintain those fields, and um, you know certainly create environments that are the healthiest and most supportive for kids to be successful. Um, this might be, and then we'll certainly... Um it has a little bit of a, a different twist, but I'm curious. You know, I think one thing hopefully we've uh, we've tried to do at CIC is is um, you know suggest that we're not uh, we're not perfect. We always are trying to do better and and trying to you know find ways to better serve our member schools. So I guess you know, and uh, we're very excited. Uh, we've announced your successor here, Glenn uh, Lungarini, who I think uh, we all agree is going to do a wonderful job uh, coming into your role. But just sort of from a, a big picture perspective, what do you feel like? Uh, through your seven years and, and looking forward that CIAC can do better uh, to, to serve its member schools as an organization? How can we uh, improve and, and what could be kind of a, a, a final task or a final uh, goal for, for the folks who are uh, still going to be here uh, as you move on to Indianapolis? Well, I think what we've started to do better, well, there are a couple of major areas I think that we can continue to improve upon. One of the areas that I think we've done a good job um, at becoming better at, if you will, is is communication. Mm-hmm. Um, through your work, certainly, as our sports and media information director, getting information out to schools through your news blasts and podcasts and just general communication through media outlets, um, you've done a great job with that. I think 
communication with the Coaches Association and CAD, our work in vetting uh, ideas around rules and regulation changes, that's been better. Mm-hmm. Communicating with schools about how things get done um, has been better. So we can always continue to communicate with schools about what's going on. Give them heads up. Be proactive in that regard. The other area that I think we're doing a good job at but can always improve upon is um, being an educational resource for our members' schools. Mm-hmm. So providing them with you know, training programs or policy examples or uh, roundtable discussion opportunities to deal with problems of practice. So we were just talking about dealing with problematic fans or uh, parents. Um, maybe we can, as an organization, work with our fellow educational shareholder groups to talk about best practices and policy mm-hmm. and um, ways we can deal with these problems so then we can give resources to schools and say, here, here's a, you know, a virtual toolkit, if, if you will, of strategies to deal with some issues that may present problems for you. So being an educational resource about anything, sports medicine issues, um, sports themselves, issues there, coaching education, parent education, you know, the whole gamut. All right. Well, I'll let you uh, wrap up here, and uh, and and I'm sure you know since the uh, the announcement, you've been probably uh, already been thinking a little bit about what your uh, what your hopes and goals are as you move uh, to to the national office, the national federation uh, as the executive director. So I'll just say, uh, obviously, uh, a lot still to be determined. But what are your, some of your goals for uh, for your new position with the the national federation, and and what that uh, that role may look like, and, and some of the things you hope to accomplish on a national level. Well, you know what? I would almost answer that question how I just answered this, the question about what we can do here at CIAC. Um, I would love to see the National Federation offer more professional development for all state association staff. Mm-hmm. In fact, the board of directors um, that just met out in Chicago at our summer meeting developed a goal in that regard so that all state association staff, um, their respective roles across states, there's some a better connection with the federation office in Indianapolis and with one another. Yeah. Um, so networking for them, learning opportunities for them. I'd like to see that elevated. Um, and certainly communication uh, across states, through associations, out to our member schools about what's happening at the national level. Uh, to be proactive, get out in front of issues. Um, is there a legislative issue going on in one state that might be of concern in another? So just to be a real network builder, um, a lot more communication, and via the website in particular, really mm-hmm. bring that to life um, and be very user-friendly. Well, not uh, Unfortunately, not every state has a Matt Fisher like uh, we right. do here in Connecticut. <laughs> for those who are uh, unfamiliar with him, the, uh, the driving force behind our website, but uh, certainly uh, some positive goals, and I'm sure all those sort of uh, – Issues and, and challenges and topics that we're dealing with in, in Connecticut are going to be uh, on, uh, on your forefront, in the forefront for you and, uh, and, and things you'll be working on. So we're, uh, we're very happy you could uh, find some time to chat with us. Very busy as you're wrapping up uh, here and, and looking forward. We're very, very excited. We're, uh, we're, we're sad that we're losing you, obviously, in Connecticut, but uh, we're very excited for you that you're uh, moving on to, uh, to, to take your talents to uh, Indianapolis and, uh, and work with the, the National Federation. Well, thank you, Joel, and thank you to everybody out there who's been supporting the CIAC and 
doing all the great work that, that we're proud of and supporting what our kids are doing as they uh, enjoy athletics and activities in our schools. And best of luck to everyone in Connecticut. Thanks so much to Carissa. Love having the chance to uh, to chat with her. She's uh, she's been a wonderful person to work with and for, and uh, and really just is very you know she she spends a lot of time thinking about and and trying to to, to help uh, provide as great an opportunity for our folks in high school sports in Connecticut as she can. And uh, as sad as we are that she's uh, leaving, we know that she's moving on to a great opportunity. And uh, and the folks in Indianapolis at the NFHS are are getting a great leader. So thanks to Carissa for spending a little time with us. Hope you enjoy here in her perspective a little bit on uh, on what the job has been for the past uh, seven plus years here uh, in Cheshire at the CIAC offices and uh, and we look forward to uh, to talking to some more with uh, maybe some more with her now that once she moves on to her new position help uh, get a little bit of that national perspective maybe sometime in the future so thanks to Carissa thanks to Noah Finns for uh, taking a few minutes during his summer here when he's trying to recharge and talk a little bit about the Vantage Cup and some of the great things that they're doing at CT Sports Now and the Vantage Sports Network. And we thank you very much for being with us for another edition of the CIAC cast. As always, please uh, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, any of those uh, podcast uh, services. You'll get uh, the the new episodes delivered right to you. We uh, hope you'll check us out there. Of course, follow us on social media on Twitter at CIAC Sports, Instagram at CIAC Sports, Facebook.com slash CIAC Sports is where you can track down all of the latest information. Uh, certainly post anytime we put anything new on CIACsports.com. You'll be able to find it uh, at those various places or just check out CIACsports.com. As I said, fall sports information is all there. You start getting ready for the uh, the 2018 fall sports season. It'll be here before you know it. So as I said, we'll try to stick to a schedule here and come back with another uh, episode in a few weeks. But until then, I'm Joel Cookson. We thank you so much for listening. Hope you'll be back with us again for another edition of the CIAC Cast.